This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. On the other side of the line, Wendy Christian, health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Good morning. You don't need to wear your welly boots and take your umbrella with you today. Good morning, Wendy. Good morning, Brad. Yeah, no, no, I don't think we need the canoe to get out of the driveway either. <laughs> You're funny. It just felt like the rain was never going to stop. And there was a part of me that was celebrating every drop. And then when it really rained hard, I wished I was in bed. It seems the best place to be in the evening when you're listening to the rain falling. And, yes, um, absolutely. And one of the conversations around this time of year when it is cold and dreary is the immune system. And then that make sure you get your zinc levels up. So I'm grateful that we can include this in our conversation this morning. But Wendy, the more I look at the different ways that zinc serve our body, it feels like a great way to start this conversation to say it's an incredibly powerful mineral. It is. Um, Zinc is so important for so many different functions in the body. Um, So it's needed for growth, for immune function. Immune function is obviously the big one at the moment. Mm. Uh, Wound healing, blood clotting, thyroid function. Um, it influences our gene expression. It's important for prostate health and fertility. Um, it helps for other nutrients to work, so it's a very important cofactor in the body. Um, so, yes, I would say it is a very, very important mineral to have. Well, wow. the more you've mentioned all of those things, and I know, doesn't it also have an involvement in our stomach acid? I mean, this is a, this is a huge player in our overall health and well-being. Yes. So it's very important for the production of stomach acid. Um, and if we don't have enough stomach acid, we can't kill the bacteria that comes in via our food and other, other ways. Um, and we can't break up our proteins effectively. So a deficiency in stomach acid will cause digestive um, discomfort. Some people will have reflux. Some people will have bloating. Uh, some people will just feel much heavier after eating, you know, because that food sits too long in the stomach. And it obviously can affect the absorption of um, nutrients from the diet if you don't have enough stomach acid. You mentioned something about the eyes. I mean, it's it's involved quite literally. It seems everywhere. What a huge player. Yeah, it's found in very high concentrations in the eyes. So it plays a key role in the maintenance of our vision. So um, I, I, I can't help but say this. How come I've not heard more conversations around zinc? I mean, I've been curious about health and nutrition for many years, and I thought I was fairly well read until you stepped in, Wendy, and said, oh, it's so much more than getting involved in and helping us in our immune system. Why are we, and I'd like to ask this from a con- consumer's perspective, from just a, a layperson, why are we not hearing more about zinc outside of our immune system if it is just this vital for our overall functions from literally head to toe? Well, it is, it is vital, as we've said, but I think um, it's branded predominantly as an immune support formula. And, um, and, and people tend to forget what, you know, the other benefits mm. and how important a factor it is in our bodies. But also, we don't need an awful lot of zinc. Mm. So it's not like a vitamin C or, a, say, vitamin B where, you know, people are saying, you really need to be supplementing with this. You need extra. Zinc, we have to watch that balance a little bit more. So um, we don't necessarily need to be taking a whole lot of zinc, um, certainly not on an ongoing basis. It's one of those things that we've spoken about in the very beginning. It feels like when we hadn't experienced COVID-19 in South Africa, it was this international conversation and then this concern that it might come to our shores, and boy, has it. So it made sense in that context. But but let's talk about how do we know if we have a, a zinc shortage in our diet? If it's involved in so many incredible ways, we want to make sure we're getting in the right amount. So 
Am I looking out for anything in particular that would be an alarm bell saying, Brad, you don't have enough zinc in you? Yes. Well, the the most common ones I would say would be slow wound healing, um, diarrhea or nausea. Those can also be common um, uh, indications of zinc deficiencies. Hair loss is another one. Um, acne. Um, very often, especially in the teenage years, the children have um, slightly more zinc requirements. Acne can be um, a, an indicator of low zinc. Rough and dry skin. So again, anything linked to the skin. And then a poor sense of taste or smell. Hmm. Often people with a zinc deficiency aren't able to taste effectively. And there's even a sort of a, a tool that we can use. It's like a, a formula. It's like a liquid oh. that you can give it to somebody. Um, and if they say, oh, that's disgusting, you know, they've probably got enough zinc. But if they can't taste it, they need to continue taking a zinc supplement until they can taste it. This is uh, this is such an extensive list. Uh, it, it might be tricky to know exactly because this could uh, be anything else, really, as well. Exactly. Yes, so, they so, do overlap. As mm. we said last week, many of these um, mineral deficiencies overlap. So you 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 want to check. It's very difficult to check your zinc um, levels apart from doing that test. Um, as I say, with the with the liquid that you give somebody to drink. Um, so in a, it would probably be if your diet is deficient, if you know that you're not having a healthy diet and you show some of these, um, that it would probably be beneficial then to consider looking at zinc as part of a supplement program for a short period of time. So where, where will I find zinc predominantly in, in my diet and what would I need to add to ensure my levels are right where they need to be? So it's predominantly in seafood and shellfish. Uh, you also find it in meats and in dairy products and then in your legumes and whole grains um, and your nuts. So those that say, oh, I don't like shellfish or I'm allergic to it or I don't like fish, and I know plenty of those people, I think they're a bit loopy, but each one to their own. Uh, no, it's, in all seriousness, I mean, if, if you're not big on seafood, um, you know, are, are you, you going to be needing to supplement or are you going to say that you, you feel it's sufficient in, in the other areas of your diet? Well, it should be. If you're eating a balanced diet and you're making sure that you're getting your greens in and you're getting your grains um, and your you know, legumes, so you're eating from all the food groups, you should be able to get sufficient things from your diet. But there are times when we're stressed or when our immune systems are down where we do need to, um, where our requirements for, for more zinc are a little bit higher. Um, you've also mentioned to me, Wendy, that if you live on a more plant-based diet, that there are some other challenges there in the area of zinc. What's that? Yeah, so vegans uh, predominantly, but some vegetarians too, could have more specific zinc requirements because their diet is a lot higher in phytic acid. Now, phytic acid is a, is a compound that is protective in a plant, oh. but it prevents the, um, it, so it stops the bugs eating the plant. But in our bodies, if, if that phytic acid is still present, it doesn't allow us to digest that and break it down as easily. So it can interfere with the body's ability to absorb minerals such as zinc. So for um, somebody who has a, pl a predominantly plant-based diet, I would say sprouting, fermenting, soaking, you know, all, the, all those things that can activate mm. the enzymes and um, help the, the breakdown of the phytic acid will um, reduce that, um, that, that depletion of zinc. Wendy, this always seems like a tough question to ask because, um, you know, when you walk into a, a supermarket or some supermarkets or, or step into a pharmacy and you walk up to the uh, supplement and vitamin and mineral aisle and you look slap bang, 
unless you really know what you're looking for, you're probably going to go with the brand name you know or the most impressive looking packaging. But if I am to supplement with zinc, what, what am I looking for on the label? What am I looking for in terms of micrograms or milligrams and, um, uh, and the, the, the source of the zinc that I'm supplementing? So an average zinc supplement would have around 20 to 40 milligrams of zinc. Um, and that, is, that would be a daily. So it's normally a one tablet daily. Um, there's not too many zinc varieties, although, you know, you sometimes get zinc with magnesium. Um, we um, are able to get hold of one that is compounded with some selenium and some copper. Oh. Um, so it just helps the ratios a little bit. Sometimes you get it just with selenium. And then very often you just get it on its own. So again, as I say, mm. if you are needing to supplement with zinc, or if you're thinking that zinc would be a good requirement, just make sure that you only supplement with it for a short period of time. So say not more than two to three months, because it can throw out the ratios of your other of your other minerals. Um, if you're wanting just general support, I would say rather go for a multivitamin, which is likely to have a good amount of zinc mm. in there. Um, but if there's something specific, say you're working with acne or you're working with you know, an immune issue. issue. Um, and, and only when you're sick. So I know specifically now around COVID, there's been this great big sort of drive for people to take zinc supplements as extras. And I would say, you know, let's be cautious with that mm. because we don't necessarily all need zinc all of the time. But if you start feeling symptoms of illness, that's the time to increase the zinc a little bit more. And then just for a period of time, as I said before. We've just got this question in on our WhatsApp line, Wendy. It says, good morning. I'm an INR patient and I can't use zinc because of warfarin. What can I use that's not going to interact with warfarin? Uh, is that something that you can answer easily on the air? Yes. Well, warfarin is a, is a very difficult drug. Most supplements are, you can't take with, with warfarin. <clears throat> so predominantly your diet is going to be where you need to focus. Um, and you can use digestive enzymes. So if you aid your digestive processes, then you would be able to absorb more zinc from your food as well. Mm. So legumes, and um, if, if they can eat um, seafood, they can eat the seafood, and then the whole grains um, would also be good sources for, for that person yeah, well, or that, anybody else who's on warfarin. Yeah, well, that's a good one. Thank you so much, Rina. Appreciate that question. Thanks for answering it, Wendy, and thanks for your time this morning. You open our eyes. And uh, you share new things with us, which we thought we knew, but we realize we don't have a clue, which is why we need you. So if you need to get in touch with Wendy, please do that. You'll find her at Integrated Health Solutions. She's in the Durbanville area, then Village Square. Wendy, a health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Thanks for your time this morning, Wendy. Be well, be strong, and uh, yeah, keep warm. Thanks so much, Brad. You too. Have an awesome Thursday. Bye-bye. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.